Welcome to The Thrive Perspective. This show is dedicated to survivors of child sexual abuse, sexual assault, and domestic violence. Now let me ask you something. Are you just surviving in your life? Are you ready to thrive in your life? Well, yes, I bet you are, and that's why you are tuning in today. Hi, I'm Rena Romano and a survivor of child abuse and sexual assault. The Thrive Perspective is an innovative approach to help you stop living in the past so that you can get unstuck and get back to happy and start living an unstoppable life. So let's get started with today's program. Hello, Sir Thriver, and welcome to the Thrive Perspective. And this show is all about positivity and sharing best practices to live a happy, healthy, productive life after abuse. And my guest today is Sana Turnock. She is a podcaster, a writer, a speaker, an advisor, a thriver of childhood trauma, a facilitator of change. Sana supports people to grow, cultivate, and flex their courage muscle through her podcast, Courage Unraveled, her speaking engagement, and her recently published Courage Journal. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Raina. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so excited. So you are a podcaster. Yes. Yes, Courage Unraveled. I like that. How did that name come about? Oh, just lots of... Lots of processing, you know, over the course of, well, probably over the course of the last 12 months. I'm really big on images. So I just got this image of a wool. You know, you know how wool just starts to unravel. And I thought, that's what courage is all about. You know, really, it's not just something that hits you in the face. It's really an unraveling. So that's what happened. I like that. And so you are a thriver of childhood trauma and your mother was in a domestic violent uh, relationship for many, many years. And so this is how a lot of your, um, what you're doing now came about. Is that correct? Well, you know, would you believe this is actually the first time I've actually spoken about it. Right? Wow. Ever. Ever. So, and this is, this is publicly, I should say, I'll preface it with that. And um, before coming on this show, I, I talked to my mom about it as to whether she would give me her blessing to talk about it. Because for me, that was really important because this is, in order for me to tell this story, it's not just about me. So that's why it was really important. So, yeah, I, that's why I'm here, to talk about it publicly for the first time. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I appreciate and I'm honored that you're sharing it with us, my audience you know, this is all about positivity, and I don't like to deep dive into what happened to you or your mother because a lot of us share those same stories. Maybe the, you know, the situation's a little different, but we know what it's like, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. and I want to thank you and please thank your mother for having the courage to, because by giving her blessing, she's telling her story. And that that's takes right. a lot of courage. That does. Take- <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it was just—it was really important because I mean, it wasn't just we, the witnessing of that, her being part, her, you know, her being that, us um, living through that, us, me, my siblings, and, and me, us also experiencing 
the the effects of that as well, not only just uh, being witnesses to that, but also uh, being part of it. And then other things that uh, my father was also, you know, was also a gambler, and that addiction and how, how much that um, impacted everyday living. So it's a, it was a real mixed bag, to be honest. Credits a very interesting dysfunction. Well, I want to congratulate you on your courage to share your story. It does take a lot of courage. And I, and I understand that the mother-daughter situation because sharing my story, uh, my mother was very afraid for me to share my story, not only because I was sharing my truth, but I had to share her truth. Yeah. And that was a scary thing. And so um, I waited till she passed before I wrote my book. But so I'm glad that your mother gave her blessing. How is that helping you? And, and when did you get that blessing? Because I know we just met and you were going to come on the show. So that must have been just recent. It was very, it was really, is when, when I put, when I basically responded to, to your request and I uh, thought, yeah, I'll put it out there. And then, you know, you said yes. And then I thought, you know what? I actually really need to touch base with my mum about this because I too had thought about it just to, I was thinking, do I wait until she passes to talk about this or not? And, um, and I thought, no, now's the time, you know, next week I turn 50. And um, happy birthday! Yeah, thank you. And I thought, you, you know, forty, by the way. Yay! Uh, but I just thought, you know, that's enough time to. I'm an adult, and um, you know, my mum's in her seventies, and she said to me, her, as part of her blessing, she said, you know, Sana, I, I think it's going to be part of your healing, and you know, that really blew me away when she said that. Um, but I, I think, I think it's joint healing. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been, you know, want for a better word, healing um, for a very, very long time with this and and all the other parts of the childhood upbringing, um, with the rest of, I guess, the experiences that we did experience um, in the household. And it's just that onion layer. You know, maybe Rainy, you can understand that. You know, you think, you know, you peel away one one level of emotion and you you feel good for a while and you plateau, then something else will come up and something else and and I'm like, I'm really okay with that. Um, I think yeah. it makes us better. I think it makes us better people, you know, more compassionate people. You know, and having that open conversation with your mother and getting her blessing will definitely help you. And I think it'll help her continue to heal because I think you'll agree And with this. It, when we first start sharing our story, we continue to heal throughout our life on just even little parts of it here and there. I mean, I turned 64 this year. Hey, so. well done you. <laughs> You're great too. Thank you. So, you know, I started my journey when I was in my 30s. When did you start your healing process? 19. At 19? Good, good, yeah. good. And you've got quite a resume. You've studied Buddhism, uh, Reiki, am I pronouncing that correct? A lot of yes. other stuff. Has... Studying those um, different things that you've added to your resume, has that helped with your healing? Did you want to study those because it would help you heal? Yeah, that's pretty interesting because I was in natural therapies for 20 years. So I actually finished up uh, in 2018 as a practitioner and consultant in that field. And I definitely believe that all of that was a part of the growth and development from what happened when I was a child and, and you know, continually growing up. Um, and Buddhism, 
Yes, we were christened in our household uh, as Orthodox Christians. Mm-hmm. And whilst I still have uh, some lovely thoughts around that, I, I do believe in Christ. I just follow the way of the Buddha um, just because of the psychological framework. They have also have it, uh, it also has an esoteric framework around that as well. Uh, it's just for me, it, it just makes more sense. You know, so that's why, yes, I, I did, that's definitely helped part of my healing. Interesting enough, at the age of 19, that was a pretty big year for me and um, and I really considered at that time becoming a Buddhist nun and I actually went away to a monastery. Uh, it didn't last very long at all, <laughs> but, but I was really big on meditation. I would meditate for hours at a time every day and, uh, and notice tremendous difference and tremendous healing, mind growth and well-being. Incredibly, it felt very calm, really calm. But people would comment, it, comment on it for many years. Um, I don't, certainly don't do it as much anymore. I have a very different life now. Uh, but I really do want to get back to it. And, and one day I'll get back in a cave and or get, I'll get into a cave and just retreat. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, there is so much benefit for people to do that. Right. Well, you, you talk about meditation. I've never learned how to meditate. I, for my positivity and my growth, I do a lot of affirmations. I do a lot of daily writings for affirmations. I have a, a moving vision board that I watch through an app. How does it feel to meditate? I mean, has that helped you with your healing then? Because I don't know how to meditate. I haven't learned. Is it yeah, that hard? Sure. Is it? Well, is it- there, there are many different styles. And so it depends on what on what you want, you know. So, that, so there's meditations for calming, for stillness, for insight, for analysis, to keep you moving, you know, just or being just really present. There's meditation for, for visualisation. So it depends on what you want. I know for me, the because my early life was, it was anxiety-driven, um, I guess, a lot of the time. It was fear-based. So I really needed to... Uh, settle my nervous system a lot of the time so for me I have found calming calm abiding meditations stillness meditations to be really beneficial for stilling my mind and and also my nervous system and so that's probably been my my favorite one but to utilize all of them for different, different stages of your life I'm hoping that you know you would definitely see the benefit so I'm happy to talk you through that you know, after this interview, if you're, if you're still interested, just depending on what you want. That would be great. That would be great. Thank you. Because, you know, a lot of people do use meditation for their healing process. I just, I think when I try to meditate, I fall asleep. I don't know. <laughs> yep, yep. That happens. That can happen. But, but I think that's okay, too. So um, I want to talk a little bit. What made you decide to start your Courage Unraveled website, your speaking? So you said you don't really talk about your what your mother and you went through as a child, but it takes a lot of courage to heal from what you and your mother have gone through. What started the Courage Unraveled podcast? Yeah, sure. Look, I think unconsciously that would have been the catalyst but there are a number of reasons. There are so many reasons, you know. One was, you know, another reason was I was just being led to it. This is this was actually not planned. It was never planned. Wow. So that was that's something to keep in mind, I think. And um, then in 2014, I studied character strengths as part of positive psychology and and the transformative effect of, of focusing on courage. 
and also the byproducts of grit, resilience and strength and how it actually can increase self-esteem and confidence. So there was something in that, you know. So that just stayed with me from, from that point. It was coming in and out of my thought processes. Then being fearful, so childhood created that, you know, stepping out of line, having overly protective uh, parents, having anxious parents. Also the culture of instilling fear and shame in kids to prevent them from stepping out of line, that, that was always there. Um, and so what that did for me, you know, even right into adulthood, is the ability to step up and use your voice or the ability to be confident kind of was squashed. So that's another reason. The third reason was COVID-19. <laughs> This is um, interesting. I, so in my, in my day job, I'm, a, I'm an advisor, I'm a business advisor. And so the COVID-19 hit us in basically where I live in about March. People are very, very relaxed around here where we live. And, but then things got really serious. And, when, um, and then people started realising, wow, there's a lot to, to it than this. And then business started closing down overnight. There was lots of anxiety, lots of pressures, you know, just... And then I thought, you know what, there's a place now for this, for this podcast. There is a place. People need to feel um, courageous. People need to step up into their courage. People need to be inspired. They need to be hopeful. So this, is, this gave me the impetus uh, to, move, to create courage on that um, and to, to actually manifest it. So prior to this, it was all in my head and then the impetus came. And by doing what I was doing, I thought, you know, I'm giving people a voice, the courage to talk their story. And I'm just going to give you a little a quote or a statement about uh, from a poet called David White. And he, and he describes humans as a habitat of unique genius. Yeah. And, and he says, each of us is a conversational frontier made up of our mother, our father, our ancestors, our lush fruits, and I'll add our barren landscapes and our experiences. And that's it, all of the, that becomes part of our cellular memory, and that memory becomes unlocked through a key, like a word or an image, a smell, and then that makes its way out to become a conversation or a story. I just thought that was really powerful. Um, so there are the reasons why I started Courage and Rebel. It wasn't just one thing. That's wonderful. So you just started your podcast this year. I did, yeah, I did. That's awesome. Yeah, I started in 2017, and I really didn't do a lot with it. And I, I was doing monologues, but then I decided I wanted to interview Sir Thrivers yeah. to show others, victims, survivors who haven't gotten help yet, to get help, get healed, get happy. And I want to show them what courage can look like. And absolutely. absolutely, because I want survivors, whether they've been through domestic violence, child abuse, sexual abuse, um, childhood trauma, we can, we are resilient. We don't think we are, but if we've survived that, I want them to realize their courage, strength, and tenacity of what they have persevered during and after. So your Courage Unraveled podcast was reading here um courage you say courage teaches us resilience grit and strength you want to elaborate a little bit more about that and how courage does teach us resilience well the more you embark on courageous acts or the more you put yourself um out of your comfort zone builds that what i call the courage muscle 
you know. I really believe it's a muscle because because courage doesn't come easily to a lot of people. To make changes in your life, most people don't want to do that. It's too hard. They just want to sit in their comfort zone. But to step up and out of that, you, you have to feel some sense of discomfort um, and you either do it knowingly or you have a bit of a Mack truck experience where you kind of like throw under the bus a bit and then you actually have to step up you know, and, and and by doing that and going through hardship, adversity, then that's what builds the, the resilience. And, and the more you do that, and it doesn't all have to be, um, you know, difficult stories or, or about loss. It can be you challenging yourself in a really, really positive way. I mean, I've, I've interviewed a couple of people where they've actually put themselves out there on purpose, you know, to be out of their comfort zone. I mean, one person decided to... Um, do the Wim Hof method and part of their, this is a breathwork therapy, and part of their training was to go to Poland and basically, you know, wear shorts and, and a bather top and hike in below zero temperatures up the mountain and then delve into freezing cold waters. I mean, that, you know, that's courageous. And they're putting themselves out of knowingly, they're taking themselves out of their comfort zone. So that's another thing about being courageous. There's an element of discomfort or fear, and the more you do that, the more confident you are and the more self-esteem you build yourself. So this, this, this to me, is lacking in a lot of our society, in Western society. So the more we understand that about courage, then this is just a positive character strength to build. And I talk about being a muscle because if you think about meditating or if you think about even going to the gym and training, right, you need, in terms of meditating, you build yourself up, you build the stamina up, the mental stamina to be able to meditate for two minutes, maybe five minutes, 10, 15, 20. You go to the gym, you want to build some muscles and get toned, well, you need a training program for that. For some people with, with courage, you don't necessarily need a program, but you, it's almost like for some people they need a drip feed effect into this, and for some they need one big dose. You know, right. but, the more you, but the more you expose yourself to it, the more you will get your resilience. Um, and, and it's about building capacity. There's a lady by the name of Maria Sirioch, she's an American clinical psychologist, and she talks about resilience being about building capacity for the long haul. Gotcha. Yeah. So with being courageous, I like that you say that is a muscle and it's like training or lifting weights. And the, the, the stronger we get, the more we involve ourselves, the stronger that muscle gets. I really like that. So I'm working with and talking to survivors. I like to call them Sir Thrivers. So I think, would you say that becoming a thriver after abuse is a personal choice? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because, you know, being exposed to domestic violence, being a witness of, uh, or being, you know, having childhood trauma, you can either, you can either allow it to swallow you whole and, you know, you just feel like you can't get out of it and you become a victim, victim to life, or you just scratch and dig and claw your way out because, and you go, no, I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to fall down that hole. I actually really want to be part of the world and to be able to offer, you know, whatever good, whatever skill sets you have because, um, and this is based on personal experience, and that's the only way I can speak about this, is that, it's certainly, you know, we're exposed to it for a really long time. And over that time, your self-esteem gets battered. Um, you know, you increase, you have so many self-doubts about, you know, your self-worth. 
um, whether you're good enough, all of those things start to come up over time and you're not deserving. And plus for us, there was also the financial dysfunction around that. Then there's issues, then there are potential health issues. There are so many things that can keep you from being successful or not thriving by being exposed to childhood trauma or being exposed to domestic violence. If you're not careful, yeah, it could take you places where you don't necessarily want to go, but you end up going anyway. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah, I get it. And, you know, even with the childhood trauma, whether it's it's mental, physical, emotional, sexual abuse, mm-hmm. as children, we think it's our fault. And we get stuck in that in that shame. And that's one of the things that I shared in my TEDx talk. I grew tired of being ashamed of crimes I didn't commit. Yeah. And when, once that snapped in my head, it's like, I don't have to be, I don't have to stay stuck here, you know, in victimhood because that is no place to live. We were a victim and, and a friend of mine says, you know, we can't change what happened to us, but we can change how we respond to it as adults. We are responsible now. With you, I encourage survive, victim survivors to get help, get healed and get happy. But wouldn't you agree that even going through counseling I mean, life is a series of continuing education and growth. And I heard something the other day that personal growth should be your number one passion. Would you agree with that? Yes and no. I would say your health should be your number one passion. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and that health and well-being because without your health, you, you really don't have anything. You know, you, you're not able to function well in your relationships, at work, at home to improve on yourself you know as part of self-development so for me that hands down health is is for me number one but that's a good point too sana because without your health if you're not feeling well physically it affects us mentally right absolutely absolutely oh yeah i agree with that yeah yeah and the thing is too again and I don't know, it'd be interesting to see, look, the more you do of these, what kind of correlations you see with people's emotional states and their physical health. Mm-hmm. You know, have you seen a pattern at the moment, even observational? Have you noticed that yet? A correlation between someone's emotional health and their physical health. Have you, oh. have you seen a correlation as yet? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I think they go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Y- yeah, so people's health issues, whether they're... Um, whether yeah, they've uh, they've been exposed to domestic violence or, or they've been a childhood and now they're an adult, you know, an adult child of domestic violence is what I call them. Right. It's interesting to understand um, that they have the health issues that these people have anywhere between two and 12 times more or felt more than those who have not been exposed to it. I don't Have you heard of this study called um, the Adverse Childhood Experience Study? It's ACES. It's an American study. Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, I just came across that recently. And I, I wouldn't mind sharing a bit of it to our, to your listeners just because in case they haven't heard about it. It's It was really interesting. And what I found out was um, there were 17,000 participants in this study. That's an excellent mm-hmm. long-term study. And they basically captured anyone who had physical, emotional, mental, sexual abuse, trauma, emotional neglect, if they were witness to a parental uh, illness, substance dependence, incarceration, domestic violence and separation or divorce. They said that um, 67% had one or more of that or fell into the ACE category, 
mm-hmm. and um, which is pretty high. And then what that meant was um, to four and a half times more likely to get depression, two and a half times more likely to get, um, I think it's called chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or disorder, so, you know, airway um, obstruction. Twelve and a half, twelve times more are likely to have suicide ideation. Also, maladaption in the brain. So, so much in terms. There's of so much, and and they're yeah. really they're really starting to notice how that affects us as adults, and yeah. the trauma, and the PTSD, and and addiction, and, and suicide, and all of that. Yeah, I have a <clears throat> a friend in the UK, Dr. Warren Larkin. And he is using my TEDx talk, Healing from Sexual Abuse Can Start With One Word. He's using it in his ACE program and teaching his therapist. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. But I really appreciate you being here. And with your podcast, Courage Unraveled, you also have a journal. Yeah, sure. Um, Look, I'll I'll just show you for the... the, Yes, show us a picture. I don't have it. There it's you be- go. There you go. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. So um, I created the journal really as an accompaniment to the podcast because I, I thought I sat down really, you know, I sat down one day and thought, okay, I've got I've got the voices, so the voices are there. But what happens if someone wanted more? And I thought a journal because, like you, I used to, well, I used to write, you know, for a really long time. I started having a, um, a writing a journal when I was twelve. And I wrote it right up until my, I uh, kept, kept a journal until my 40s. And now I have different kinds of ones. Um, but I certainly don't write in them daily anymore. Right. But there is such healing in simply writing about the day or the pain or the suffering or the emotions that you're feeling. And so with um, with the Courage Unraveled, well, with the, the, the podcast, what happens with this journal is you've got, well, 14 statements. And the, and, and the aim of this is that you actually hang on to it for about a year and work through each statement. It's not a. It's not there for you to rush through. Um, whilst you could easily finish one activity in a day or two, the aim is to try and keep them for a month. Keep them each each statement for a month, and you don't start. You can start wherever you like. And what we're trying to do is between the the podcast, listen to the podcast once, twice, a few times, working on this um, and working through this, you're developing, cultivating your courage muscle. And I love it. And I love it. Yeah, and, the and also, that's it. And, and so the more that you're doing and the more, these are activities, it's not just about reflection, it's about you also doing things to strengthen that courage muscle. So it really is, it's not, it's not being, it's not a passive thing to be doing. And because also when I was doing my own ongoing personal development, you know, I came across someone that said it takes 66 days to change a habit, not 21 days as we originally would have thought. Exactly. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. That was surprising when I found that out too. Yeah. So I thought, well, you know what? If this is the case, well, then I think the journal will be a really good way for people to be able to work on themselves through self-help without necessarily needing another person. But if they do want someone to uh, coach them through or facilitate change, then I'm very, you know, I I can certainly be that person for them. So, you know, you you can get the package, so to speak, or you can choose to just have, you know, a free podcast, you know, listen to the podcast, or you you invest a very small amount of money into the the Courage Journal. So there are many options for people to choose with with what I'm trying to create here as as a program. But... 
from what what you're doing and what I'm doing, I see them being very complementary. Yeah. I think so too. I, I agree. Mm -hmm. With my podcast, I have um, I have the Thrive Perspective online course and. I have the Thrive Journal that goes with the course. Oh, I didn't know that. How about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and it's it's about priming our mind for success and continually to prime our mind to get us into uh, learning how you know we those negative voices and we all have them whether we've been through trauma or not. It's focusing on turning those negative thoughts into positive thoughts into positive affirmations that will help us create the life that we want we we can't do anything about the past but we can learn from it we can grow from it i'm so glad to have you here because i think yeah what we're doing we talk we both talk about courage and perseverance and 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 you being down under right you're, <laughs> yeah you're in western australia is that what you Correct. said so to my uh, Australian followers too so it's I'm glad to have you here definitely with your journal with your podcast so that helps others you're teaching others how to do positive things what do you do do you write daily in your journal to keep you positive what can you share with the audience that you do to keep you on a positive path I'm really big on energetic medicine what is that Energetic yeah, medicine. Yeah, look, that's just a collective term for things like Reiki or energy uh, work, you know, laying with hands. Got it. You know, this, this weekend I'm going to, or sorry, early next week I'm going to have a session on, on a healing bed crystals. <laughs> so, oh, wonderful. You know, that's something that I, that I do do. Um, meditation still, but, again, not as much. Uh, I certainly want to do way just a lot of that if I can. These days, because of where I live, I really like getting out in nature, you know, going for lots of walks and, and hiking or just walking for a number of kilometres. I uh, walked at part of the Camino in 2019 between... Me too. Um, Good for yeah. you. I, I thought about doing that. I've had friends do it. So that's cool. It was, look, it's a, it was a beautiful experience. And for me, it, everyone has a different story, different experience. For me, it was tremendous peace. Um and I was so lucky, so lucky. But so that's something that I that I do do definitely. I like um, that getting out in nature, and even if it's just a small park, or if you can get out and put your feet in the grass, or absolutely you know, grounded, getting grounded, getting yes, grounded. Definitely. Yes, I absolutely believe in that too. And I know a lot of the city folks they're in their apartment, and if you can get out to a park. And get yeah. in some grass, get some grass under your feet or go to the beach. Do that a couple of times a week because we have all that synthetic stuff around us, under us, and we're not getting back in nature. So that's a good point, Sana. I really believe in getting back to nature to help clear my mind too. Yeah, I love it. Well, I hate to wrap up because I really am enjoying this conversation. You are in Australia, down under. Yes. <laughs> but instead of coming all the way there, which if I do, we're going to meet in person. But how can yeah, folks sure. find out about your podcast and your and your Courage Journal? Look, I think the simplest way really is, is just to go to the website, courageunraveled.com. The podcasts are there. You know, there are tabs to look at. Look for podcasts, look for the Courage Journal. You'll see a speaker tab or one-to-one -one session. So it's all pretty clearly laid, um, laid out. And also you can find um, Facebook pages connected there too, the LinkedIn page. So it's, it's just literally all there. 
it's probably the easy thing to easy thing to tell the listener. Yeah, and in terms of the courage journal, easy to be able to just um, grab something through the website directly through me, or if you don't want to do that, you can go online, Amazon, Booktopia, Book Depository. They have them, and I've got some links on the website there. So you, you know, people have choice. Awesome, awesome, great. Well, I've really enjoyed having you, and I'm I'm glad that you had that conversation with your mother. And yeah, I'm so glad. And please tell her when I hope she watches this that I have great respect for her and I'm, I'm proud of her as well. And she raised an awesome daughter. Oh, bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Rainbow. She did. So, Mom, you did good. I want to know. Yeah. Uh, good, good. And if she wants to watch or listen to this, because this is audio and video on my YouTube channel, and I'm, yeah. I hope to share it with your audience as well. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your courage. That's You're flexing your courage muscle, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And look, just thank you very much for the opportunity. And, um, you know, you know, I really appreciate being able to just come on and, uh, and just share a little bit. Of, yeah, well, I am so glad that you came on, Sana, and... I appreciate you and I wish you well. So before we wrap up though, is there a favorite quote that you like? Can you think of anything? Favorite quote? The one that really spurs me on at the moment is really, it comes from Theodore Roosevelt. You know, it's just basically, um, I can't get the exact quote, but just in terms of basically the man in the arena, you know, I just, I love that. I just love the fact how he describes, um, you know, if you are not the one that's standing in the arena with me, you know, with blood, sweat and tears, then essentially why should I listen to you? You know, I, uh, I know the quote and I'll, I'll put it up. Yeah. I'll put yeah, the quote up. Because yeah. I know which one you're talking about because Brene Brown. Correct. She yes. loves that quote too and I love her. I am so proud of you. I'm proud of your mom. I appreciate you. And I'm so glad you guys had that conversation. Thank you for being on the show. Thank okay. You. I would love to come on your podcast sometime too. So well, we, can, we can talk about that just after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. We just keep going and talking about courage. All right, lady. Thank you so much for being here. And Sir Thrivers, thanks for tuning in to today's show. I love, I love you and I wish you... Get help, get healed, get happy because you deserve to live the life that you choose to live, not what's happened to us. And we can create our life by doing daily positive things and get that courage journal or listen to her podcast too. So Sir Thriver, until next time, I wish you peace, love, and ciao for now.